Hello, uh, folks. Hello, everyone. Um, here is our crash course introduction uh, to logic, and I uh, start with a joke because uh, it's always good to start with a joke, and always good to to make the point with this that if you can get the joke on this mug, uh, then you can get logic. That logic is uh, at its uh, basic level, at least, uh, something pretty intuitive. Um, here is this penguin mug that says, uh, penguins can't fly, I can't fly, therefore I am a penguin. And of course that's funny because it doesn't make any sense and you know intuitively that that doesn't make any sense, that that uh, concluding statement, I'm a penguin, doesn't follow from the preceding statements. Uh, and that means that uh, it is uh, a set of statements leading to a conclusion, which is an argument, uh, but it's a bad one. You know intuitively that something's gone wrong with this argument, and that's why uh, it's funny. See, there's a big difference between simply stating or claiming or asserting truth claims, making a statement, and actually arguing for a truth claim or a statement. Uh, an argument is a, a set of more than one statement. Uh, they've got to be linked together in the right kind of a way in order to lead to or support uh, the conclusion of the argument. To put it slightly more technically, as the American philosopher William Lane Craig says, an argument is a set of statements which serve as premises leading to a conclusion. So um, you have a set of statements. The statement that you're trying to support or argue for is called the conclusion of the argument. And the other statements in the argument are called the premises of the argument. So you have a set of statements which serve as premises leading to a conclusion. And a lot of this uh, goes back to the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle uh, in the uh, 4th century BC. Uh, and we call uh, this, that we're looking at today, uh, syllogistic logic. Um, it just comes from some Greek words. You can kind of see the, the English word logic is, is buried in there. Uh, and a syllogism is just the, the shortest unit of argument that you can have, which is two premises leading to a conclusion, and that's a syllogism. So here's a, a famous Aristotelian type uh, example of a, a syllogism. Um, we can say something like this, Socrates, who was another of these ancient Greek chaps, uh, Socrates is a human, that's our first premise. Then we add another premise, uh, all humans die, conclusion, therefore Socrates will die. And again, you should intuitively just be able to grasp the fact that if Socrates is a human and all humans die, well then, of course, Socrates, being a human, will die. Uh, so, as I say, a, a syllogism, the kind of shortest unit or atom of argument, has two premises uh, two truth claims tied together in the in the right way. Uh, that's about the the logic of the argument, that the flow of the information in the argument, leading through to a conclusion. But once you know how to make one syllogism, you can kind of chain them together like a uh, a paper chain or a daisy chain, 
uh, to make longer arguments, um, to make more detailed uh, arguments. Uh, so if we have uh, a first syllogism, premise, premise, conclusion, conclusion number one, as it were, if we carry that forward, like you carry forward in maths, and you treat that conclusion as the premise in another, in the next syllogism, and we add a new premise, then of course we can get out at the end of that a new conclusion, conclusion number two, as it were. Uh, and then we can just chain these syllogistic units together for as long as we need to, to, to argue what we need to argue. So let's uh, do that in a, a concrete fashion with our Aristotelian type example. We've got Socrates as a human, all humans die, therefore Socrates will die. If we carry that forward and treat that conclusion as the first premise of a second syllogism, we start off with Socrates will die, add in new information, dead bodies decompose, conclusion, therefore Socrates' body will, one day when he's dead, decompose. Now, uh, this way of writing it out is a bit cumbersome because you end up repeating the information that's in green here on the screen to, to carry forward. So, uh, actually when philosophers actually formally write out arguments like this, uh, they would uh, just put that, that information in green together uh, and go premise, 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 conclusion. So you'd have Socrates is human, all humans die, Socrates will die, dead bodies decompose, and all of that information together leads to the conclusion that Socrates' body will uh, decompose. Now, having uh, at least two premises and a conclusion, or more if you're chaining them together, is necessary but not sufficient to have a good argument. So those are something you need to have, but it's not enough just to be writing down premise, 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 etc. conclusion. That doesn't mean that what you're arguing is argued well, right? Uh, they're necessary for an argument, but not sufficient for a good argument. For example, here's a, another jokey uh, example. Um, if I were to argue uh, premise, footballs are round. Second premise, onions are round. Conclusion, therefore footballs are onions. Well, you can see that although we've got two premises and a conclusion, this is not a good argument uh, because we know that that conclusion is wrong. So we need a couple of other rules that we need to remember in order to work out whether arguments that we make or read uh, are good or bad. And th this boils down to three rules. So there's, there's actually, once you've learned premise, premise, conclusion, and these three rules, that's all you need for, for basic syllogistic logic. Uh, a, a good argument, a sound argument, an argument that you should put tr some trust in, has unambiguous terms, and you particularly want to look at terms or words that get repeated in, in an argument, and check they're unambiguous, and I'll illustrate these in a moment. We need valid logic, which means that the conclusion really follows from uh, the information in the premises, and those premises have to actually be true. Those, those truth claims have to be true in order for the conclusion uh, to be true too. So we've got a little flow chart here on your handouts as well, I hope, 
and this is just the left-hand side of that flow chart and we're looking at a, an argument or trying to make an argument and we're asking ourselves these three questions now, are the premises clear are they unambiguous does the conclusion really follow from the premises are all of the premises true and only if we say yes to all three of those questions can we say yeah i think that is a, a sound argument uh, which of course means that an unsound argument that you shouldn't trust has one or more of the following problems it either has uh, a reliance upon ambiguous terminology or it has invalid logic where the conclusion doesn't follow from the premises or one or more of the premises are just not true they're false uh, hence we get the whole flow chart here uh, and each of those questions uh, the answer is either yes or no of course we might not know the answer we may be ignorant of what the answer is and we might say to ourselves mm, I don't know if that premise is true or not but the fact of the matter is that either the premise is true or isn't uh, and if uh, the answer to any of those three questions is no then it's an unsound argument so of course everything has to go right for it to be a good argument but only if only one thing goes wrong then it becomes a bad argument there's more ways of going wrong than of being right let me give you some examples of these three different ways in which arguments can can, can go wrong uh, ambiguity or a slightly more technical term for this would be equivocation equivocating and ambiguity is where uh, a word a term has more than one meaning and the argument uses the the fact that the word has can have more than one meaning to kind of derail the argument so um, here is an example uh, in the English word plane uh, can have more than one meaning it can refer to a thing that flies in the sky or it can refer to a carpenter's tool that they use to to make wooden surfaces smooth both are called a plane in English so we could say premise a plane is a carpenter's tool uh, second premise the Boeing 747 is a plane from which we can draw the conclusion that therefore here's the conclusion the Boeing 747 is a carpenter's tool and again because we we know that that conclusion is wrong uh, we know that something's gone wrong here and of course in in real life we tend to argue about things where we don't know what the conclusion is and we can't rely upon um, knowing that the conclusion's wrong in order to spot that there's a mistake in the argument so we have to get used to thinking okay in this argument that term plane repeats uh, and the argument seems to rely upon that term does it mean the same thing in each of the premises that it that it occurs and if it doesn't then there's an ambiguity in, in the argument and we shouldn't trust it invalid logic where the conclusion doesn't follow so if I were to argue you know high fat foods are bad for you some yogurt is high in fat uh, therefore conclusion all yogurt is bad for you well that conclusion simply doesn't follow from those two premises 
Uh, and the way to spot this is to think, well, you know, what conclusions should follow? From high fat foods are bad for you and some yogurt is high in fat, the conclusion that actually follows should of course be, therefore, some yogurt is bad for you. Uh, but since there's a, a difference between what should follow from the premises and what actually is, is stated in the conclusion, we can tell that this argument has invalid logic. And finally, false premises. So if I were to say, you know, look, uh, I only ate the broken biscuits, but as everyone knows, broken biscuits contain no calories because when you break the biscuit, all the calories fall out. Um, therefore, I ate no calories. Well, this is an unsound argument, unfortunately, uh, simply because uh, one of those premises is wrong. I mean, maybe I did only eat broken biscuits. Nevertheless, broken biscuits actually do contain calories, of course, uh, and therefore it's not true to say that I ate no calories. So, uh, that is a very quick uh, summary through of premise, premise, conclusion. You can extend that by linking it together, and there are these three rules about are the repeated terms meaning the same thing, does the conclusion really follow from those premises and are all of the premises true? Uh, if all of that goes right, you've got a good sound argument. If any one of those three things goes wrong, you've got a bad one. Uh, and we've got a little uh, series of examples here um, that I shall uh, leave to Bjorn to decide if he wants me to, to go through them or you want to take some group time uh, to just go through and discuss these arguments and see in, in each case of the illustrations uh, whether you think it's a, a good argument or if it's a, a bad one and what might have gone wrong, which of these three rules uh, might this uh, illustration of an argument have broken.